coming to you live from Big Boo's Haunt, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K. Rule, Bowser, Andros, Gannon. This is Video Games and Comedy Show. As you all know, we are 12 days into our 31-day scarathon challenge where we live and operate and record inside of a booze house until Halloween. My name is Jeremy. Shh, don't wake the monster. To my left. Wait, no. To my right. <laughs> to my right. I want to introduce our first Zoo Tycoon crew member. His name is Michael McCaller. Hello. I was trying to think of a monster pun. Mm-hmm. I like Mike, what's not to like? <laughs> we like Mike, what's not to like? He's the best darn thing to come down the pipe in a good long while. I like Mike. <sighs> we made it through. Haunted. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, this episode is actually all about Michaels. Michael. 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 Because sitting to his right, right? My right, but your right. Is another Michael. Michael Hearn, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Huh? Uh, Fine, forget it. Honestly, though. <laughs> Everybody gets their own sound effect here. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that, like that. is a WKBAG canon. Everyone gets their own sound effect. And you know what? It actually has, holds a deep personal meaning to you specifically, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Ari's is good. Ari's is perfect. Ari's is perfect. Alec Robbins, he's got that sonic sound effect. Mm-hmm. Ronnie's got Pokemon. Michael, Hearn. you are shocking yeah. Yeah. In, when you make yourself known. Mm-hmm. I made exclamation points pop out of people's heads. But you also got that attitude of like, hey, I've heard it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> As the guards in Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You're go, a stealth operative. They, he goes, at the end, he goes, honestly, though. Like, he's done. Like, let's hear it again. Huh? Fine. Forget it. Honestly, though. <laughs> there we go. It's like he gets, he's declining in his, <laughs> his acceptance of this <laughs> stupid alarm. So as you all know, we have been here for 12 days. How's everyone feeling? Scared. Scared. Yeah. Me? I'm hungry. As you all know, I could really go for a jill sandwich. Michael Hearn, how are you feeling? I'm feeling spooked. Yeah? Yeah. A mm-hmm. little off center, a little off my kilter, I guess. Hey, and that's um, to be expected. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Know. Yeah. Have you been uh, waking up nude at all, covered in in blood and maybe like um, uh, a sort of bile that uh, uh, is hot to the touch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I go to sleep nude, and I just assume something splashed over me in the night, so that's on me. But yeah, I have been going to bed very sick, so that accounts mm. for the bile. But the blood, I can't account for. Yeah. I found one chicken carcass under the bed, and I I don't remember any werewolf encounters, but I think there might be a werewolf kind of uh, virus in me. Does that transfer? Oh, no. Is that like an airborne thing? I hope it's not airborne, because then we're all yeah, going to get it. Jeez, you should have called in sick. I should have called in sick. This you should have called in sick. Uh, the only, and we all know that the only way to stop a werewolf is silver bullet or yeah. uh, of a broken heart. <laughs> Actually, you know what's crazy? is So, you know Lord of the Rings? Uh-huh. What is the book that Tolkien wrote that's like, here's all the stuff that I just am making up? The Samarillion? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Samarillion, 
uh, in that, I think that's where he canonizes like that an elf can die of two ways, either in war or of a broken heart. And I always thought that was the funnest <laughs> like inclusion to your canon is like, I'm an elf and oh no, like you broke up with me and then the Aww. elf just freaking dies. It's 900 years old, just dies then. Awesome. I also like the idea of like a very sensitive elf. Yeah. Just like he's, <laughs> he yeah. gets the wrong drink at Starbucks and already drives away and he's just like, ugh. And then he just collapses <laughs> over his car wheel. His car just flies off of a ravine. Yeah, uh, I think that's why it's such a big deal post script when Liv Tyler's character gives. Aragon, her heart, so to speak, because mm. she's like, I know you're going to die out there, but here you have my heart, so when you die, I die, kind of thing. I think that's what, mm. I don't know. Uh, is anyone here a Lord of the Rings? Uh, Not at all. No. Aficionado? No. Okay, Not great. as well as I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mixed company. Okay, so uh, I want to hear, uh, guys, it, the weekend's about to get started. I mean, in between being freaked out of our bones, uh, what's everyone going to be playing this weekend? Hearn, let's start with you. You're All new. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, my main way of playing games anymore is I got a Switch, and that's good yeah, for being on the go here in L.A. You know, if I'm not, uh, if I'm out and about, I'm also annoying my girlfriend by just playing my Switch instead of paying attention to her. That's I great. That's great. Yeah, you know, all that good stuff. The Switch. <laughs> Ending relationships since, since 2017. Yeah. Uh, right now, the main one is... Uh, yeah, I got uh, Octopath Traveler. Dude, I'm also playing that right RPG, now. RPG, very fun. Yeah. It's also like my favorite parts of RPGs are just the beginning, but where you're like about to feel like you're going on this big epic quest. And you get to do that eight times in this game. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm like, all right, sign me up. I'm yeah. down for it. I'm like five hours in and I only got half the people so far. So yeah. I'm going to see. And so you're goes. psyched about like collecting those last four yeah, and just like and going to the next chapters mm-hmm. and the next chapters of them. Yeah. I wanted to clarify yeah. when you actually start the big grand adventure, are you like, mm, I'm done with this? I don't know. Sometimes like I remember final fantasy seven, I probably replayed the first disc a lot. And yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as you get out of Midgar, I'm like, it's a big desert. I'm not as enthused as I was mm-hmm. as all this grand stuff that was going on inside. You want to be told you're the chosen yeah. one, and then when you actually have to save the world, <laughs> you're like, ah. Yeah. No, can't someone else do it? You know, I was enjoying just the ego boost, but yeah. yeah. So That's funny, because like in RPGs, I usually have third act problems, where I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like usually bummed by the third act, because I, I they tend to go so big and wild mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, you've lo- completely lost me story-wise. But like, Second acts I, I usually like, uh, but I will I will agree with you though that like collecting your team, mm. that is the most fun. It pumps you up. Part of it, and then once you're out there, unless they have some kind of cool hook, which actually Octopath doesn't. Mm. Octopath is eight individual stories yeah. happening simultaneously, and I had a big problem with that for a while. But they, I don't know if they added this later, like in an update, or if it was always built in there. But I'm I'm about I'm forty hours into the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, now when I'm doing quests for my people, they uh, is that me? Uh, now when I'm doing quests for my people, they uh, they talk to each other. Finally, yeah. you can actually hit the plus button, and mm-hmm. they will talk to each other in quest, which is like it's optional, but it really helps. Like knowing that these people like each other and are on a quest together, mm-hmm. because the way they present those stories is that. They could or could be there or not. Like it's really like when you go into a quest, it like separates you from the rest of your crew, yeah. and like kind of as if you were the one person traveling through the story. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's it's nice when they get when they actually rap with each other. Cause I'm like, oh hell yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Like all them interacting with each other. It, they're probably I haven't tested, but it looks like there could be a way where you could just be one character and do your own quest and not bother with everyone. Yep, you yeah, you cannot collect seems, everybody. Yeah, that seems a lot more difficult for less benefit. Yeah. I guess. How do you like the actual gameplay? Like the the battle. Uh, the battle system's really cool. It keeps me on my toes. It's really satisfying when I can like wipe out a bunch of enemies without get them getting a chance to attack me. Yeah. It gives you a bonus for that, too. So it's like, oh, I feel like I gamed the game. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I like uh, battle systems that have something more to it. Um, and this one definitely does. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel like what characters I like with my game style a little more now. And I'm getting into that side of it, too. I think it's nice that you can bring, like, a low-level character into yeah. a high-level battle. And they can still hold their own because of the battle yeah. system. And the, they it works. And they catch up pretty quickly. There's not a lot of grinding I'm finding so far. Yeah, I yeah I I'm again 40 hours in, and I and I I I've haven't had to stop to grind. I have had to stop to get money. Money becomes yeah, money's mon- been a problem for me. But. Yeah, the stores are stingy. They don't yeah. give you crap for your stuff. Like yeah. I sell stuff that I got like for a thousand, and they're like, "Here's ten bucks. I mean, get out my store, <laughs> ugly." And I'm just like, like GameStop. <laughs> am I right, guys? Jeez, Louise. Oh, no. Um. Okay. So, uh, Michael, what are you playing this? Uh. Oh, and I'm sorry. Uh, uh, McCaller. McCaller. What are you playing this uh, this weekend? I had a very nice little dovetail of the two video games that I've been playing that I plan to continue playing this weekend. Uh, this week, Guacamelee just came out on the Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, with no uh, like hype or anything, yeah. they're just like, "Hey, surprise! Guacamelee won. Get it." Oh. Uh, that's one of the best Metroidvanias I've ever played. So it's immediately like, "Yes, I will play this for a third time." And so that game, uh, you play as a luchador. There's like this Dia de los Muertos sort of aesthetic to it. You're switching back and forth between the world of the dead to create different platforms and find different things. And so it's this really, um, and it's just the combat feels so good in this yeah. game. But it does have this uh, really colorful, bright Dia de los Muertos uh, uh, aesthetic to it. And then I just started Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah, which opens with Lara Croft in a Dia de los Muertos oh, no festival. Way. Oh, yeah. So I felt like I was playing like, it was like watching the Adam West Batman <laughs> and then watching the Christopher yeah, Nolan. Yeah. It was like the gritty <laughs> reboot of Guacamelee. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's kind of apropos for the month that we're in. Oh, absolutely. Spook month, that is. Uh, that's great. Uh, I can't wait to hear more updates on Tomb Raider since I will not be touching it. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but it's one of those franchises that I've just I've given myself the blessing to not play. Mm-hmm. That and Assassin's Creed. I've just been like, you know what? There's enough stuff out there. You're going to skip it. Are you going to be getting into Tomb Raider? I like the previous two. I do want to check this out. I think I was saying right before the, we started recording, uh, the open world game I'm going to give myself like the benefit mm-hmm. of, I'm going to indulge myself as Red Dead 2. Oh, do you guys mind dope. if I close this window? I'm yeah, so sorry. Please, it's drafty in there. Uh, <laughs> that's the one to do for sure for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not good on Assassin's Creed either myself. I don't like it too much. And yeah, it just seemed to like be open, way too open world. Whereas like I like what Tomb Raider did where it's like a very narrative to it. So I give it more of that. But yeah, Tomb Raider is like a single player game. Yeah. And then it has these little dollops of open world. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. a scoop of mashed potatoes plopped into your linear path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just finished Spider-Man, and uh, that was, like, long short, if that makes sense. So it was, like, nice to get that out of the way before Red Dead comes out because yeah. Red Dead's going to be a monster. Dude, have you been no. he- you guys been hearing reports of, like, things that happen in that game at all? Like, from people who have been, like, playing it advanced release? Nothing. Uh, the one specific thing I heard was, like, if you turn off your mini-map, yeah. then 
characters start to give you like more vivid descriptions, like turn left at the windmill when you talk yeah. to them. Like yeah. that's cool. That's yeah. very, I, that will make me feel like I am living in the old West. Dude, they're treating um, like side quests, like optional side quests, like most games treat big story events where like, it's got that thing where like all the NPCs have specific routes and are programmed in a certain way to where like, like for example, a story I heard on another podcast was like, you know, a guy he came to a, a house that looked abandoned, but there was like a light on, uh, like a like someone had lit a candle or whatever outside. And when he goes in, there's a bunch of dead bodies in there, and then he just like waited like on a cliff and then watch and saw like a person eventually come to the house. Whoa. Damn. So it's like, it's like, this is just happening in the world and you could not find this house or you totally can. Oof. Like this game seems like it's going to last for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like it, it will never end. Like we'll never see all of that game. Why couldn't, okay. If there was going to be a game that was going to last the rest of our lives, <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't it be like the future world where everything is bouncy? Like why can't it yeah. be the funnest world? It's the grimmest, dirtiest, yeah. Yeah. saddest the world there is. Yeah. I mean, the old West, I mean, I, I mean, if, uh, if that show, um, what Westworld would have you believe that people would dig it. If that was a, that's a fun that's fantasy playground to live in. I, I agree with you though. Like I'm, I'm psyched about like cyberpunk. Like mm -hmm. that to me is going to be like, Oh, hell yeah. Like, this is a world I actually would like to play ground in, uh -huh. you know? I will say the original Red Dead, I'm kind of poking into that a little bit. And yeah. that did help me with a, a real life thing I'm going through. I've been playing a lot of poker with my friends for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. oh hell That's yeah. Right. And I'm really bad at poker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, I'll play it in Red Dead. And so I spent mm. like a night just playing poker. And just like I got frustrated with my friends I was like oh, why do we keep playing this and yeah. like <laughs> marched out uh <laughs> red dead was this great option to just like cancel the game and then shoot everybody and then load and <laughs> keep yeah. playing like yeah. it was so great to get my frustrations out yeah on these horrible poker players that i could map my friends that's so funny that, yeah you just do like that dead eye like thing and just kill everyone that you've <laughs> lost to uh-huh that's that's great uh, sweet. Okay. Well, uh, I guess, uh, what, oh, I'll be playing this weekend. Uh, uh, I'm debating whether or not to go out and grab Dragon Quest 11. I still haven't grabbed oh it yet. It's a big, have you played it yet? No, but I heard about how long that is in summer. It's like, I would love to see the time into that, but yeah, at yeah. home also. We're talking like 120 hours. I might, yeah. I might spend some more time playing Octopath. I did get the Messenger for Switch. I'm super excited oh, about I that. Do you guys, do you guys, have you guys played it yet? I haven't played no. it. I hear great things. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I've played the the first probably 20 minutes of it just to see because I was so excited about it, and it's mm -hmm. living up to its expectations. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a big Ninja Gaiden fan, so I love yeah. that. Um, you, you too. Yeah. Well, also, like, yeah, that that developer, Devolver, mm -hmm. like, I got some of their old school games, and yeah, and they're like, they know what they're doing there. Dude, like, they're they're a great company. Yeah. Uh, but I also, uh, so I finished Doom finally. So like, this is the time, this is the time of year where you're wrapping up old loose ends, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I, I just finished, uh, I finished Doom and cleared it off my PS4 finally, and then uh, I, I. I had had this in my library, but I had never downloaded or played it yet, but the Injustice 2. Mm. So we're talking a little old uh, fighting game, and I got those fighting sticks, you know, right? Oh, boy. So I'd like, I've been itching to use those those uh, those quad Quadra Pros, and I uh, and so I, I downloaded it, and I've been playing through that, and like that's... I mean, everyone raved about it when it came out. It's a little old at this point, but I'm having a great time with it. Mm. Dude, 
You could be Hellboy in that. That's Hellboy cool. and That's all cool. four Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty fun and it looks great. So I might be doing a little bit of that this weekend. But uh, how about we get into a little news? Huh? News? News. Let's go. Anybody into news? Etri, etri. Uh, does anyone have any news stories that they want to talk about before we get started? Mm. Do you have the uh, the new Zelda mode <laughs> on your I, rundown? I actually don't have it on my rundown. Let's talk Ooh. about it. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service oh, yeah. shadow dropped a uh, a new version of The Legend of Zelda, the original NES game, that starts you out with a ton of rupees yeah. and like the white sword and the power bracelet and another all the item. items. Yeah. Uh, and I just like the idea that Nintendo is doing funky mode. Yeah. In all yeah. Their games. yeah. <laughs> I wish, yeah. I wish you could actually be funky because like that was so, something so funny to me about a character who is just, you are easy mode. Like, yeah. When, yeah. Uh, he's, a rich white man. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it. Yep. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I'll save Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know. Like literally the day that dropped, Connor texted me and was like, Zelda got a funky mode. Cause we had just joked about games having a funky mode mm-hmm. last episode. And he was like, he was like, Zelda got a funky mode. And so I booted it up and sure enough, it's like, Oh, everything, I guess. So I, I haven't played it a lot because it confused me. Mm. So when you the first OG Zelda. Boot, Oh, no, or no, no. The... Oh, j- the, this mode of it. Oh, all right. Because in... Okay, so everyone knows in The Legend of Zelda, the first game, it's like yeah. you're just dropped into nothing and you have to start, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I've done... I've played through Legend of Zelda so many times that I know where to go for the first two or three dungeons. Yeah. But when it drops you in and all of the bushes have been burned and all of the secret staircases oh. are open and everything is open, then you're like wait, what am I supposed to do? Like, it was even more confusing. So I was like, do I go to dungeons uh-huh. now? I think it is just a dungeon crawler. Like at that point, you just mm. go to dungeons mm-hmm. if you know where they are. So, but it, but it was weird. I was like playing around. I was like, I was like, I, I it's like my rhythm was off because I didn't know where to go because mm-hmm. I had everything. It was very, it was a very strange feeling. But uh, yeah, I, I might dive into that a little bit this weekend too, just to see yeah. what it's like. I got those uh, NES Switch controllers coming. Oh really? Yeah, mm. I went ahead. And I got them right, right when they got announced. I That's went ahead and just pre-ordered them because who How cares? Cool. Who cool. cares? Yeah, uh, I'm hoping they'll have some SNES ones and they'll start adding those SNES. That's games the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally yeah. have had a dream about playing <laughs> Super <laughs> Nintendo games. Dude, have they done Switch. this online yet? Where they've like uh, mocked up like how funny it would look if they had N64 Switch docked controllers, oh like two N64 things yeah, coming off the side much, of your yeah. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Truly insane. Yeah, I would love though if they if they started bringing back some of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for this episode, I actually I actually booted up my uh, some GameCube games and I was playing through Ooh. those and I was just thinking, Ooh. God, like they, these more than the N sixty four. I want the GameCube library yeah. Yeah. switch. Yeah, that's it, yeah. There's I would like a Sega Dreamcast controllers. That would be <laughs> sick. That would be crazy. Those look insane on crazy. their own. What were we gonna say, Michael? Uh, well, I was saying like I'm actually glad they've been pouring a lot of Wii U stuff to the Switch because that was like mm-hmm. the one Nintendo console I had to skip because like money yeah. and time and everything. And now I'm and because you're a reasonable person, and yeah, yeah, like because I sniffed onto how like Wii U was going. I'm like, yeah, I won't sign on to that train just yet. Can I? Yeah. I, I bought the day it came out. I bought oh a Wii boy. U thinking oh, yeah. I could go uh, like <laughs> online and sell it for extra. <laughs> Like oh. the way, like it's because it would be in such high demand, like oh, the Wii no was, way. Oh. and like nobody responded to my Craigslist ad, so I just brought it back. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Dude, wait, so you didn't even try? Did you? Did no. you ever buy one and, and get into it? I I later on, 
the system seller for me on Wii U was Metroid Zero Mission on the Virtual Console. Oh, when yeah. they announced that, I was like, "All right, you you did it." And then I didn't even play it. Yeah, I downloaded it, and I was so excited to play mm-hmm. it that I never got to it. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I I actually liked my Wii U, and I got a ton of hours out of it. So. I'm actually like, for instance, like the Mario Kart thing with the Switch. I was disappointed in because I was like, "No, I I played this forever yeah, on the Wii U, and then it, stuff yeah, on. and then I got it on Switch, and I've also played it a ton there. So I don't know why I was crying because <laughs> I I it I also love that game. Joy, no. Yeah, more joy for <laughs> now. Why? Uh, but like like yeah, I I, I love playing through Smash, Mario 3D World, like all the mm. all Mario the, Maker. Mar- I didn't actually ever play oh, that. One of the all-time greats. Yeah, but I actually played through all of freaking Breath of the Wild on a Wii U. Can you believe that? Mm. I played it again on Switch, but that whole first time, <laughs> sitting in my bed, couldn't even take it to <laughs> Inner Sanctum. Yeah, couldn't even play it in front of all. Cool to play it. Yeah, I wanted to name drops like somebody just randomly silly to like be. Couldn't even play it in front of Chris Renfro. Yep. Huh? Uh, so, um, uh, Hearn, you got anything you want to talk about? Anything newsworthy that you've been th- thinking about mulling over? News stuff. News uh, stuff? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a lot of stuff is coming out later this year that I'm pumped about. They still haven't announced, like, I mean, the big ones that I've been paying attention to. Nintendo's been doing good with the Nintendo Directs. Like, I yeah. actually watch those. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look at much of our coverage, and they, like, do a good job at knowing when to set up stuff. Like, I like the way they announced Animal Crossing last Dude, time. Dude, that was great. Which was, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, they announced some cool, like, ports, Katamari Damacy mm-hmm. on the Switch. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, people That's a day one purchase for yeah. me, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. complain about all the ports, but again, like, I didn't have a Wii U, so me getting to play the actually good games of Wii U <laughs> on it is awesome. Me getting to find out about all this stuff upcoming to school. Did and you go through Tropical Freeze? Yeah, I got Tropical Freeze. Mm-hmm. I admit I did use a uh, funky mode for a good amount of Me it, too. But, yeah, me too. Uh, You'd be insane not to. It is a very fun game and mm-hmm. yeah, just Bonter's cool and like I'm like, ah, I get why Wii U people were pumped about it. Um, yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite platformers. It's I right. played. Yeah. What about all the oh. puzzle pieces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like you 100% of that. I did 100% yeah. it, boys. Nice. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Bayonetta? Two. Yeah, I got Bayonetta 2 mm-hmm. and 1. Yeah, I played Bayonetta 1 before. Bayonetta 2 is more Bayonetta, which is awesome. Bayonetta 2, it's I think, is supposed to be a great game, whereas Bayonetta 1 was like a figuring it out game. Hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. made the mistake of playing through all of Bayonetta 1, and by the end of it, I was like, you're I'm not gonna like play now. Bayonetta two yeah. now, like, and that's the one I bought basically. You know, yeah, it's so that's stupid. It. Yeah. What else? What else from me? Uh, excited. News. Um, well, no, no. I, I got, oh, I got a bunch right. of new stuff. Like, why don't we just go into that? That way, you're not yeah. on the spot. Okay. So, Skybound is finishing up The Walking Dead. Everyone hear about mm-hmm. this? Oh yeah, yeah about so. all the layoffs and yeah. Yeah, they went ahead and sold. I guess probably in like the easiest deal ever made. Telltale gave them, gave the company who's owned by the creator of The Walking Dead carte blanche to just finish the game it does feel a little bit like uh buying a playstation 4 from your roommate (laughs) yes i was gonna say or your dad buys your car from you when you're hard up for money yeah uh i i'm not playing the walking dead stuff so i'm i'm excited for the people who develop Mm -hmm. it to have jobs still Mm -hmm. you know i i probably won't be checking it out though or maybe i will on a Later. I think once it's finished, I w- would be interested in it. Cool. Like I like the first season of The Walking Dead a lot. I have yeah. heard that this final season is pretty much just part two of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are th- two or three other seasons just wedged in there. Right. That are apparently skippable. That's kind of what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very interested in how they would begin a story about like 
a little girl in a zombie world and finish a story like to go through that person's entire life. It's like, this is us, but yeah. Uh, zombie wise. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad it's happening. Are you a walking dead guy? I played the first season. I liked it a lot. And yeah, it just sort of similar. Like what I hear from the grapevine, I wasn't pumped to go into it. I tried like a couple of the other telltale stuff, like Batman. And I was just like, yeah, I get the appeal, but I'm not, you know, fully on board. I liked the- Batman. I, I would, I would maybe even play the second season of that, but I, uh, you know, it's one—it's one of those things where, again, it's like it's a certain style of game. Yeah, adventure. Game. And I play so many video games that once I finish, like for instance, an adventure game, that's kind of my one for the year. Like, mm, yeah. then I'm moving on to another thing, and then I like I don't like to back to back play the similar type yeah. stuff. So now you need some like power cleansers in there. Totally. Yeah, indie games are great for that, and yeah, and Telltale games are actually great palate cleansers cleansers for other games, mm-hmm. but. You can't have a whole meal of ginger. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I like, like, I really liked playing Batman because I was playing it episode to episode, which is a, oh, d- a much more digestible yeah. way to do it than go through the whole season, binge the whole season. Uh, but yeah. Um, okay. Microsoft uh, is probably buying Obsidian. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we think of this, gentlemen? Spooky? <laughs> Scary? <laughs> For the people of Obsidian, Ooh. sure. There's going to be redundancies. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Like sure. Microsoft has yeah. never really been able to get a foothold RPG-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obsidian is one of those... Um, I don't know how to describe this. They're like the Han Solo of video games. Yeah. It wouldn't really be different without them, but they're such a cool added element. Like They're yeah. kind of all around. They did like a... Uh, did they do a South Park game? Ooh. Was that them? Stick of Truth and Stick of Truth and I, think I could been. be yeah, making yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they did like Kotor two. Yeah, and yeah. they, they did New it. Vegas, which and New is Vegas? the best yeah. Fallout, uh, according to my Fallout friends. I'm not, mm. I'm not a Fallout <laughs> person, but but yeah, they just feel like the kind of studio that is like super capable, rock yeah. solid. Uh, brings like an interesting flavor to it, like that feels like a perfect addition to the Microsoft portfolio. Dude, I, you know what? It's crazy. It's like. If we were at a middle school dance, Microsoft is the girl who just showed up to the dance and I've and I've been kind of bored for hours and I'm kind of like, whoa, who's this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I feel like courting Microsoft right now because I think they're making good choices. And ever since this like this last E3, I've been like, okay, this is seem this seems like back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like where Microsoft was just eating shit for like years. I feel like now, like I'm, I'm thinking about going to the Microsoft store and financing like an Xbox One X with the whole, the whole package, oh, sure. the 24 month thing that they have, mm-hmm. the all access. Uh, especially when I have games like Red Dead coming out, and we have uh, that new Forza game yeah, that looks good. fucking insane. Cuphead's only ever been on my uh, on Xbox. There's a lot of stuff there that I think I'm interested in. And if they're buying Obsidian, that's great. They already bought Team Ninja, right? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's yeah. like my favorite developer. Jumping on that like girl who just came from the dance metaphor, it almost feels like Microsoft is the person in high school who's like friends with everybody. Yeah, like sure. that portfolio, like between Team Ninja and they have um who is the Forza developer? Um there's like rumors that they're doing Fable now, which yeah. is like fascinating. Yeah. 343 has got one of the best uh first person shooter franchises. Like uh-huh. they just feel like they have this wide breadth. Yeah, now they do. Before, it felt like they were just doing Halo and Gears and trying to make that work. Mm -hmm. And it was like, 
man, I think Gears should have been left behind yeah. in the Xbox yeah. 360 generation. And Halo, like, you need to innovate or mm-hmm. um, no one's going to care. Are you an Xbox? What consoles do That's you own? I, don't, I haven't owned uh, an Xbox since 360, and mm-hmm. they haven't given me, like, much emphasis to do. Yeah, me neither. Well, I didn't own a 360 at the time like, either, but, I, you know. Yeah, and what they've been doing with Rare hasn't been inspiring. Like, they make them do Sea of Thieves, and that's it. I'm like, no, bring back. Like, I, ha- I was one of the few people who bought Banjo-Kazooie uh, Nuts and Bolts for 360, <laughs> and I thought <laughs> that was insanely good and yeah. i was like do more like that and they didn't know and yeah right now i just got the <laughs> ps4 and the switch and i'm like you know what that covers my bases yeah. and someone else out there mm-hmm. i can probably get on pc and yeah, yeah i haven't had to dip my toe into that yet but forza is one that i was like oh that's one i'll be missing out on dude sure. i uh, that game looks yeah when did I care about racing games? Never. But that game looks awesome. It tastes like mm-hmm. the Burnout Paradise kind of yeah. like method to it, mm. where it's like it's an open world, a bunch of stuff always going on online. Yeah. yeah. Are you, do you have, like, what is your Xbox? Because McCaller is the only one between the three of us who has an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you do the Game Pass and all that good stuff with it? I uh, I actually just signed up for like another trial. Oh, I nice. did have it for like a month and found I wasn't using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it specifically for Sea of Thieves to try it out. Yeah. And that game is not my deal. Not your deal. No, <laughs> that's what I heard. Pieced right out of that. But uh, I just signed up for another trial and that's an insane situation that Forza Horizon yeah. 4 is just there day and date. And I can play it for... 10 bucks and for a month have uh, also access to like the Mad Max game. I don't know what else is on Game Pass anymore, but it's Damn. it's an insane deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the last thing I have here in the news that I really want to talk about is streaming games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a big thing that people have been talking about a lot lately. Was there a flat? Is it thundering outside? I saw some light, yeah. Oh, I hope so. Oh, my God. The storm. Hold on. Let me just open this window no, really no, quick. Let me just open the window just ah. to see what's out there. Oh, and the bell is still it, tolls. Yeah, church bell is ringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for church and a haunt. Uh, okay, no, so I uh, I almost got something called Shadow Tech uh, a while back, mm-hmm. which was like, uh, it is this streaming service that's offered, which for people who don't know what we're talking about, basically it's like you can you're playing a game in an application or in your browser that's just streaming from some servers that are offsite. And all you need is like a relatively good internet connection to completely uh, play these games in full, uh, full 4k, whatever. Um, uh, At least that was the service offered people who've actually been testing this though. Obviously internet's not where it needs to be really to to sustain that kind of like a service. So I guess like people were actually like clocking out their shadow tech uh, performance at about 1080p for most games, hmm. but that's what we play most games at anyway. Unless sure. you have a yeah. 4K TV and a PS Pro or an Xbox One X, PC gaming always has been much better than this. And and if you have a good rig, you can get better performance out of that. But for like 20 bucks a month, you have basically like this shadow tech company would get, basically just gives you a VM, a virtual machine, like a PC that you stream. So I can play the new Assassin's Creed at 1080p through my Mac computer that stinks. Obviously, you can't do that because you gave yourself permission to not play Assassin's Creed. Right. I understand. Yes, but you understand the concept, right? So uh, this week, Google announced that they're going to be uh, 
they're they are in beta right now for their streaming game service that they're using the new Assassin's Creed to test oh on uh, through Chrome. Mm-hmm. So you're being you're playing these games through Chrome, and then uh, Xbox also just announced kind of behind them their like X whatever cloud X cloud, X cloud yeah. which mm. is going to be similar. PS Now has already been a thing, so like you can already kind of do this with PS Now to what I've just heard is mixed results. Obviously the latency is a huge question, mm-hmm. like wanting to your inputs to be somewhat responsive. If they're too late, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that it's, it's definitely the future of video games and it's going to be exciting when that finally clicks over because I think that video games on a Netflix model is way more fun and kind of fits my yeah. life better than yeah. The idea of buying one sixty dollars game and not knowing if it's good or not, and yeah. then devoting hours to it. Like, I want to try things mm-hmm. over my five G internet and uh, and make a decision then. Yeah, Hearn, yeah. what do you think? What's no, your take? It, it has been getting a lot less uh, physical for copies and games and stuff. Like, it's a lot easier to just buy games on your systems now. And mm-hmm. this, like, the rentable system or the streaming system is like, yeah, because like. If they do or don't do demos, it's like this is a way to feel out a game and see if it's right for you instead of spending all the money. And then, like yeah. you said with GameStop, like not even gaining your money back. Like it's, you're just screwed for trying I, out games. I guess there's like, I never really thought about it before, but how much does like the idea of price point like influence a game? Mm-hmm. Like Tomb Raider is $60, mm-hmm. but also Red Dead is going to be $60. Yeah. And those two games are just like worlds Very apart. Like, sure. The idea that you could just pay your money and have mm. video games theoretically available to you is like a really interesting uh, way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not, I've never been a snot about like latency. Like I I do realize that when I'm playing Spider Man and I hit X, I get what latency is, right? Mm-hmm. Like I get that when I hit X, it does an action. That's when webs happen. Seconds, like not full seconds, but like enough to where it's like. X jump, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Uh, just that's just like wireless Bluetooth controllers. I mean, that's why people buy those wired GameCube controllers to play Super Smash Brothers, is so that they like have that perfect response to like I hit A, and then as soon as I hit A, something happens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but because like I've been playing games so long with like Bluetooth controllers, I that to me is not that big of an issue. Your brain almost corrects for yeah. it. Yeah, I and and you. Uh, you adjust so fast. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not like super opposed to this. And there's so many games that are on PC and so cheap through steam that I'm like, I don't know. Like this, this could be a good deal. Um, they're probably going to offer it somewhere around like 30 bucks a month. Would you guys pay something like 30 bucks a month? If that was like my video gamey Netflix mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, yeah, but that kind of op- like the options of it being all the newer stuff for sure. Like I try to avoid s- some subscription stuff, but I don't do like the humble bundles that much because no, it's like neither. it's kind of their choices and it's random and you don't know what you're getting till after. And I'm like, or like the PS Plus, even I'm just like, eh, I don't need to, like you guys to pick out my games for me. Like, but the idea of signing up and I can get to pick and choose is appealing. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, uh, so far we don't know a lot. I mean. I'm I'm sure if you're going with the Microsoft option, you're going to have that like Game Pass option probably. So, but it might be like, oh, you get the streaming service and then the Game Pass service. There's like, I could see that being two services, mm-hmm. like because like Google is going to have to have like the service plus it probably like you 
buy games separately. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think these streaming services are necessarily like, this is just playing video games that you don't house locally. Yeah. It's just playing them over the internet. So I don't know if it's like going to be a, uh, like that, that like cool, like that Netflix style, mm-hmm. um, where you have a bunch of Even options. Even that I would be way on board for. Yeah. I'm so over having like discs at my house. It feels so archaic to like yeah. stand up. Yes. Walk yeah. over. Yeah. Like I'm some sort of lumbering giant yeah, moving yeah. over to the system, mm-hmm. pushing it in. I can't. I'm done. Yeah. I just canceled my Smash pre-order my, for Super Smash mm-hmm. Brothers because I realized, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm going to wait till 8 o'clock p.m. the day Smash comes out to have it delivered to my house. Like, no. Yeah. Like You're going to download it. You can download yeah. it at 9 a.m. that it's morning, and it's the same Switch, price. Yeah. And it's always going to be on your Switch. Like, as long as you have an SD card that can house stuff, like... Like I I I feel like I've already fucked up enough with like buying physical Switch copies of games mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. I like cases and I like having a library and I like being yeah. able to look at them. But like the amount I have to change cards to like, if I'm ever on an airplane mm-hmm. and decide <laughs> I want to play Mario Odyssey and don't have Mario Odyssey in my Switch, I'm gonna turn that plane around break <laughs> <laughs> into the cockpit. Yeah. Um, all right. That about does it for the news. I mean, we don't need to belabor the news. Um, okay, so we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors before we get into our uh, our main event, which, of course, as we all know, is uh, games that fuck with you. <clears throat> Royvis Pawn will buy back your ancient artifacts. Have you just recently used an artifact and have no use for it anymore? Sell it to us because it's still worth a lot of money, even though that passage that you just opened is wide open forever. Now introducing geotracking. So you can discard your ancient artifact in the moment, and we will send a crack team of explorers to retrieve it for you. Also, we're looking for explorers because our last team is dead. I'm into that. No. Can I can I do a <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> Jeremy yeah, yeah. Explains oh, the shit. I don't have the uh, messages there. Yeah. I don't have the uh up and and wait 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 here we go <clears throat> so uh, what game is that from <laughs> uh i think this is more like the idea of like all uh anytime you're in any kind of exploring game like an uncharted or even a tomb raider you're usually using like artifacts to key through like mm-hmm. doors and stuff but once you're done with those artifacts Got you it. dis them yep. you never use them like that's never the object of your desire but I was just thinking like even if you took a rock back from that temple it's worth a ton of money because <laughs> it's, it's so rock. it's a temple yeah. rock you know mm-hmm. so I feel like there's definitely a market out there for all these like in Resident Evil when you put the jewel inside of a tiger's eye that jewel's worth a ton of money oh they literally ask you you have used there's no more doors to unlock with yeah. the heart key discard yeah, yeah that's and then you're oh, like yeah. that's so this, wasteful this this key's worth a ton it's, it's, key. Oh, it's shape engraved. of a heart like some, yeah some person was in like a metal shop like yeah just a engraving a heart key yeah. Come on. it only goes to that one lock sell the door too yeah you know what I never hey, see in a Resident Evil game? Key. Someone go into a mansion and be like, I could do a lot with this. And then they sell it. They turn <laughs> yeah. it around right off the bat. Can you imagine if Albert Wesker, instead of like finding this team, was like, I'm going to flip this bad boy. <laughs> I'm going to flip it tonight. This is what we call a fixer-upper. Yeah. This tiger statue has no eyes. <laughs> Raccoon City Realtors. And that is explaining our sponsors... 
to our guests. All right. So uh, today's episode is uh, games that fuck with you. Um, so we had a couple of uh, obvious, I think, obvious contenders for this. Games that we just sort of like take for granted. Um, but it's basically this whole idea of like breaking the fourth wall to scare us, to freak mm. us out, to challenge us, and just to overall be creative. Um, so I think in the email, uh, I sent out, uh, I highlighted one game and we'll, we'll start with it just because it's the most obvious one. So will this clip introduce us? Would you kindly, would you kindly get this? Would you kindly find that? Would you kindly find that? Would you kindly find Would you kindly get this? to Ryan's office and kill the son of a bitch. So that's from Papers, Please. <laughs> Super Paper Mario. Super Mario. Uh, I think this is really one of the most famous ones. And just spoiler alert for anyone who's never played the game Bioshock. Everyone here has, though, yes. correct? Okay. So uh, towards the end of the game, I'd say that what introduces probably the third act of the game is uh, you realize that the person you've been talking to has actually been commanding you the whole time. Mm -hmm. You, the player, as a person, to be uh, would you kindlying around the world of Bioshock. Uh, you're playing a, your character has some sort of like genetic modification where if the <coughs> phrase would you kindly is spoken, you have to do it. It's yeah. like mind control. And uh, Andrew Ryan, who uh, you think is the game's main antagonist, ends up being sort of like kind of not at the end. Like he is and he isn't. The game's main antagonist is whatever the fuck that guy's name. Frank Fontaine. Frank Fontaine. Uh, Atlas. But Mm -hmm. he gives you – so Andrew Ryan gives you a golf club and says, would you kindly kill? And then uh, you beat Andrew Ryan to death with that golf club. Uh, very powerful moment yeah. in that game, and definitely freaks you the fuck out. If you, mm-hmm. if especially if you didn't know that it was happening coming into mm-hmm. it, which I definitely did not. It's a great twist, but also it's a very fourth wall breaking twist because yeah. in the meta way, it's talking about how we respond to video games. It almost feels like, uh, like you you don't have a choice. Uh, this game is making a point about how you don't have a choice, but like. Am I going to not continue playing the game? Exactly. Like, yeah, you could turn it off, and that is you exercising yeah. free will. But all I, men are puppets. Oh, I was going to say, it's also, in a, in a way, it is kind of a cheat, too, right? Because it's making, you know, you have to progress. So it would almost feel, it, it would almost make more sense in an open world game. Yeah. Where if they were, would you kindly yeah. go uh, ride your horse into the field and tame them? But it's like, no, I'm going to go play poker and then shoot everybody. <laughs> <after>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess you're not falling for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna fall for this. You just kill yourself. Uh, yeah. No, but it's interesting too, because like you're kind of doing it just by virtue of playing a video game. By like, oh, this is my quest. This is the adventure I'm on. I'm following this arrow to where I gotta go next. Mm-hmm. And what you're really doing is playing into this ploy that eventually reveals itself to be, oh, you've been yeah, kind of been brainwashed into this. Duped, dear friend. Duped. You've been duped. By Ryan, a slave obeys. And how often does this happen in our real lives? I felt kind of like uh, going into my senior year of high school, I was like, well, you got to just take a science class. So I signed up for physics. And it wasn't until halfway through the first semester of physics class that I was like, don't I have enough credits to graduate already? And then I failed physics and it was the greatest class I ever took (laughs) because I just hung out. Yeah. 
I saw through it. That's good. You saw through the matrix, so to speak. A yeah. man follows. A slave, a slave obeys. Obeys. Um, but there are a lot of games that do this, and there are a lot of games that have been doing this for a long time. I'm going to start with an early one right here uh, with one of my favorite uh, uh, early Genesis tunes. Oh, Doctor. DJ Annoying is in the house. Um, so that is uh, the X-Men main theme song from the X-Men Genesis game. Uh, oh, did you not hear it? No, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does make me want to hurt. It, it, it makes you like it, hurt me, hurt others. It's so farty <laughs> that it's hard to get through, but it is kind of a cool jam, you know, if you think about it in some kind of way. Um, An orchestral cover of it would be really beautiful. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this is probably not the. This is not the earliest example of this, but there is a level in there. It's the uh, Mojo level. You guys remember Mojo, the X Men villain? Was he a giant face who sat in a chair? Close. Uh, green dreads. Annoying. Had a TV show. Was definitely in the animated series, but like had like a mm. space TV show where she, he, like it was like an androgynous green monster mutant. Had like the X Men on for like a her her like weird television uh like like they had to get through it to get to fight her or it uh-huh. or whatever mojo is uh mojo's level has a point in which uh you think you're done with it you beat it and uh freaking uh you're asked to uh the screen goes like blue or black and it looks like a dos computer basically and it just says in in it asks you to reboot your sega genesis Oh. oh wow. So, yeah. <laughs> it really fucks with your mind, man. Because once you soft reboot the system, it takes you right back into like where you're supposed to, to be. Oh. oh, so you do have to do it. So you do actually have to do it. And I'm not really sure how the tech on that worked. Um, but uh, I believe that's correct because like I've never played this. But this is just sort of like reading off the mm-hmm. internet, doing research. Like I played the game, but like didn't get to this part. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like, one of, that's like an early example of that, which I think is cool. Because I think it like harked it harkens to like what will happen later in games where like Hideo Kojima will like take this to like new heights mm-hmm. and new levels. Uh, but what is, I guess what's everyone's like earliest remember of being fucked with memory of being fucked with in a video game. Hern, let's start with you. All right. Well, I mean, uh, Rich McCall, uh, speaking of Hideo Kojima, I'm sure this one was going to be on it, but Metal Gear Solid did that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, doctor. Especially because like, honestly you know, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? What? Actually, there is something I've been meaning to tell you, but I just couldn't. I think you should know, though. On Saturday morning last week, <laughs> I saw a guy leaving Rosemary's room. <laughs> How should I put it? It was like they were intimate. I'm sorry. Sorry to bring this up during the mission, but... <laughs> then he just hangs up. Nope. Was that uh, what you were referring to? Not specifically. Because, <laughs> like, that was also, like, one of the first ones with, like, the DualShock controller, and I was a big fan. And then Psycho oh, yeah. Mantis is literally like, how about you put your controller down? And he's like, wait, what? And then he made some move by making it rumble. And it's like, it's playing with, like, that was the only time they could do it, because, like, rumble technology was yeah. still kind of new. It makes, if you put it down, it, it makes like, it go side to side, right? Doesn't he, like, make it rumble to the left? And yeah, then I think yeah. he, like, uses the, the individual rumbles to, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jut it around. Yeah. That's that crazy. So, th- so you remember, the M- like, MGS1. Nick, you remember, yes, like, that. PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I never got to that part in in the PS One game until much later. I the Metal Gear Solid Two was my first real mm. 
uh, foray into getting fucked with by Hideo Kojima and just I mean, the best. I mean that oh. that that system is you brilliant. Until Hideo Kojima does it to you. Yeah. Oh. You've de- yeah. It's not good, but it is memorable. Um, Metal Gear Two. That example that you just played, where uh, the cur- the colonel who has been giving you yes. your mission the entire time breaks and <laughs> is just talking about yeah. gibberish. Uh, the the one I remember him specifically saying is like, I like scissors, 61. Yeah. And then he hangs up again. Yeah. And uh, you are uh, like, that game is so interesting because like you as the player are being fucked with. The character is being fucked with. Yeah. Like everybody on some level, the villains are being fucked with. Yeah. Eventually we'll find out in Metal Gear 4, which is fucking with like, game releases yeah. <laughs> like the people who are fucking with us in metal gear 2 are being fucked with like yeah. they're fucking with each other like it's yeah. all it, like it's, it's fucking with us all the way pranks down all the way through yeah. yeah uh i think that that metal gear 2 part for a lot of people i and i've heard the story is they were playing it and when they got to that part because it's pretty late in the game it was so late at actual night when they were playing it that like they freaked out like it was a nightmare like a lot of people like had this experience of like like legitimately getting paranoid because when it happens to you you're a lot of people were like that's two in the morning like you've just like Mm -hmm. done like a solid run through this (laughs) game and now it's like now you're i think you're like naked at the time running Mm -hmm. through sewers or whatever it was and uh yeah it's a great uh it's definitely a great moment in that game Uh, and it does freak you out like it's not conventional horror like we think of it like in the silent hill way but it's Horror, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It's like David Lynchian horror, or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, McCaller, what do you what do you got? You got what's your first memory? This of is. Uh, I'm I'm worried that this is not necessarily like a scary one, but one thing that freaked me out and continues to kind of freak me out is uh, in Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, if you beat the game with all of the puzzle pieces. Um, you see these images of areas that like there's like a short little island in the beach level and then you see an image of it like raised up and there's like a little door so you can go inside this mountain and then you find these eggs with question marks mm-hmm. and um, there's like two or three locations that they show you like there are places in this game that you've never found Yeah, and there's something that it's like it kind of gets into the conspiracy fear that I have like yeah. it's like Illuminati like how do I get this ice key that is hidden somewhere in the ice world like yeah. uh, I remember when that game came out and I wanted to find these hidden items so bad me and my cousin would like get on the phone and both just like there's one area in the entire game where you can go and enter a passcode like through this arduous butt stomp with yeah. Banjo Kazooie, yeah, you have yeah. like an l- alphabet, and oh, you can yeah. enter codes. And we just tried things to see yeah. if we could open up uh, uh, new areas. Uh, that's and it, awesome. It was. It, it's still kind of like I always talk about it. Like that's video games JFK moment. Uh-huh. It's just like something that we could endlessly dive into. We could have conspiracy theories. We they've kind of rare has since sort of talked about what their plans were. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo put the kibosh on like a stop and swap pack so you could like leave your system on, do something in Banjo-Kazooie, pull the cartridge out and then put the original Banjo-Kazooie and read that information to unlock these areas. Oh, weird. Uh, And the Nintendo was like, no, no, (laughs) absolutely not. What if they put in like Turok Dinosaur Hunter and it tries to read that Banjo-Kazooie information? It'll brick consoles. Yeah. You can't do it. So it's just like, there's this weird mystery in this game that I thought, like I got all the puzzle pieces. I thought I had done everything that game had to offer. And then they're like, 
no, there's a mystery in this that you will never solve. Yeah. That is like, that's like a weird, almost like it's intentional and unintentional fourth wall breaking of like definitely the game developer communicating with you in some sort of weird way. Mm-hmm. It really does freak me out even like thinking about it to like this day, like thinking about like, yeah, just the amount of mystery of like your character in this game. Cause it, you know, we assume the character a lot as we're playing. So it's like, imagine if you were Banjo and just mm-hmm. being like, oh man. It's kind of the Lovecraft feel yeah. of like looking into a black star yes. and realizing how little of the world you actually understand. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got some. I got some. I got some great examples in here uh, of a game. And now this is a specific game that like I've never. I I didn't play at the time, but I I actually like went through and played uh, the first couple hours of it today. And I think I'm going to go back through and finish it. But have you guys ever played Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem? Yeah, I have. You have? Okay, you've never played it? Mm -mm. So, Hearn, do you have any info on Eternal Darkness you want to share with us? Like, what what was your experience playing this game? Uh, That was like a GameCube game back in the day. And the whole idea was like, it's kind of like... HP Lovecraft in a bit. You're like wandering a mansion as this lady, and then you find like stories and go like finding out the history of this like being of ultimate evil. Yeah. And then you're playing all these stories of like explaining it, but like there's a sanity meter the entire time <laughs> you're playing. <laughs> and yeah. the sanity meter hurts like the worse you play, basically. Like if you get hit by something, if a monster comes out and scares you, it goes down. Like, and when the standing meter starts going really down low, the game itself starts actively fucking with you. Yeah. And there, I, I actually, I n- knew this might be come up. I rewatched the YouTube video, which I'm sure you can find of just like all, all the of the ways events. it fucks yeah. with you. It's uh, fascinating. It's, it's just fun to watch. And it's yeah. cool to think like, what would they do like now? Cause some of it is like sort of that thing of like, Oh, you have to reboot your computer. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, some of them get weird. And I'm also like, how could that happen? Like, with like VR technology or surround sound today, like yeah. you can imagine the possibilities. Dude, like, not cool. Yeah. If it was like a super like I'm almost imagining some sort of like VR game where you're playing like <laughs> Super Lucky's Tale. Like yeah. the super yeah. cartoony world, and then in the game you see an image of realistic hands lifting yeah. a VR headset yes. off. Yeah. And you like your brain thinks you're For you're out of it. Oh but my not, god. Ooh. Because because a VR could probably know what's in front of you. So it could take your yeah, headset off and then show you your living room with things in it. Dude. Oh my God. Someone's going to do that. <laughs> we like cannot a... let the eternal darkness <laughs> people ever make a VR game. <laughs> oh, Unacceptable. I was, was going to say the eternal darkness too. I don't think it's around. So I think yeah. we're safe for now. The Silicon Knights, which I think it's like yeah. one of the, I think it's like one of the Too best things they ever yeah. did. Uh, they have like a bad history yeah. after yeah. that game, right? But like, it's weird because like this was like a Nintendo published. Like yeah. Nintendo was all over Eternal Darkness, and like, man, like, and Nintendo's such good innovators. Like, survival horror is such a great genre for innovation. It mm. sucks that Nintendo is like so attached to family gaming. It really mm. was the GameCube was like the only foray into like adulthood gaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like Luigi's Evil. Mansion kicks that system off with like this is scary kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had Resident Evil yeah. uh, 4 mm-hmm. launch exclusively there. Uh, you're right. When you even think about like Mario Odyssey, how good Nintendo is at understanding what you're going to think and then A, subverting that or B, yeah. teaching you how to get yeah. past it. Like if they decided to scare you. Oh, dude, they it, would do such it'd a be good over. Yeah. It'd be over. It'd be over. It'd be that Black Mirror <laughs> episode done. all over again. You guys have seen that Black Mirror episode where he's like. Where Nintendo makes a, a AO game. <laughs> 
It's a game tester. The whole episode's about a game tester oh, yeah. testing a, uh, a like a VR, and uh, of course it goes bad. <laughs> uh, but it's like, but it's like very terrifying how it's freaking with them because you're never sure if like what's part of the reality right. and what's yeah. not. Uh, but like some of the specific ways Eternal Darkness fucks with you. So I, this is yeah. just during my playthrough. I found like right. just in like because I intentionally, of course, ran my insanity meter all the way down because yes. I wanted to see some of this stuff. Uh, and some of it doesn't hold up anymore because TVs yeah. are different. But uh, oh, okay. one of the things is uh, a vault. Like you're just walking, and all of a sudden it just shows that your your volume on your TV just goes all the way down, and it like shows like volume mm-hmm. on the TV. But it's like it's like an old oh, volume old meter, volume. so it's like that green with like the dots. So I was like. Oh, I know it's not my vol. I know what my volume looks like when it goes mm. down. But I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, another thing that happened to me was um, I left a room, and when I came into the next room, uh, I was a monster. Whoa. So I just was like having to walk as a monster for like through the hallway, and it took me a while to figure out that I was controlling the monster because I thought it was just like bad camera angle, too close to a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, I think my favorite one, uh, well, Hearn, you share some of your favorite memories. From uh, getting well, the one game. that like probably almost did freak me out was it like went into your save file, like it's time to save. And I'm like, okay, save. And then it's like, okay, do you want to delete all your save files? Yeah. And I'm like, or continue without saving. I'm like, I don't want to delete my save files. Choose not. And I'm like, okay, deleting your save files. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It deletes your save. That's so funny. Well, it doesn't actually it, do that's it, but it's very yeah, it's, funny. I did have a glitch in my Banjo-Kazooie cartridge that a couple of times deleted my save file. Oh. For uh, real, For then? real, yeah. Oh, God. I pulled it out of my system and took a hammer to the cartridge. I was so angry. That's terrible, yeah. And then it still worked. I, lo- I just I love that though I think yeah. that's like super fun like the um a lot a lot of it will like reset the game like uh, like one of the gl- one of the ways you're sending me to fight, it just like, restart from the beginning and it, but then like it's like funny because like they do it for such they do it for just long enough for you to be like damn it and then it like and then it like switches back <laughs> uh that's a great game I think I'm gonna finish did you finish it yeah I actually there's like three endings and then you find out a secret ending I if you do all, all three it, yeah because yeah. early on you choose between like three different totems yeah. I think right yeah I think it's kind of just uh what's the term just surface level changes like it's not too crazy different each game through mm-hmm. but it's like I did it anyway it was fun and mm-hmm. you get like a little end game thing out of it yeah how long is the how long is the campaign in that it wasn't too crazy long like it's probably like a good resident evil length like 10 hours maybe mm-hmm. and maybe when you know how to like get through it it's quicker each time yeah um definitely it can like uh, I, I was expecting tank controls it actually wasn't it's more no. like a luigi's mansion where it's mm-hmm. like it's like you are presented with a room and then you get to just move kind of yeah. freely through it battle okay. system is kind of interesting too right you can like attack and hack off limbs and stuff yeah that's really weird so it it, it does now that's more like resident evil where yeah. like you hit the you hit the r trigger and you stop to like you know weaponize and then A is to attack, but you use the joystick to highlight parts of the body you're trying to mm. attack. So if you have a sword, you can like hit up and it headshots, hit yeah. left and it like hits his limbs off. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Hmm. It's nifty. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a cool game that has is like definitely a cult classic, but I've yeah. never played it. Yeah, but it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Gotta play it. And we are locked in this mansion, so we have yeah. lots of time. We should be playing happier games. <laughs> we really should. It really, we really should be like trying to take the edge well, off. Why couldn't with, Katamari yeah. have come out now? Yeah, exactly. 
so this is a game that I wanted to talk about. I made a joke about it earlier, but uh, I, I also have never experienced this personally. I'm hoping somebody here has, but maybe not. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to play a little bit of the theme song, which I freaking think is uh, rock and roll. Hell yeah, am I right? Does anyone know what this is from? No. I'm going to feel dumb, but no. Uh, it's a game called Papers, Please. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, does anyone know the hook with uh, this game? Yeah. Or, oh, I mean, no, tell me all about it. All right. Well, just the concept is you're like, it's Russia? It's some sort of like it's communist. It's some sort of communist country. Maybe it's for even sure. fictionalized. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're like the papers checker at like a border. And so, like, the first couple levels is just you learning what the job is. You're looking for, dis- like, discrepancies between what they present you and their IDs and what they're telling you. And you listen to some stories sometimes to decide if they can go through or not. And then the deeper you get, like, more complicated stories start to arise. You decide whether or not to be involved with, like, a conspiracy. And it's... But you're doing nothing I would always say yes. making decisions in this room, basically. Yeah. So the specific ways that it fucks with you is is more meta than it is, but it is sort of fourth wall breaking because you're not playing a person who's in this game. It's like, you're you, yeah. but your backstory is that you have a wife and kids. And so the better you do at your job, the less they freeze and the less they like starve, but the worse you do at it, like they dock you pay. So then your kids might be a little hungry or like get a little colder. Like Whoa. it's kind of fucked up, but how you do good at your job is by uh, letting people that deserve to go through through and letting and stopping people from going in. Now, if a person comes up to you and says, look, I don't have my papers, but like I, they will kill me if I stay here, then you have a choice. Do I let them through, which is the right thing to do so they don't die? They could also be lying to me. But if I let them through and they get caught, I get docked pay. So it's like this person's life versus your family's mm. being fed. It's really, um, it's a mind fuck. I would for always sure. choose family. <laughs> yeah, you would just always like, yeah. No, go. Yeah, I like one of the options I think was, uh, I, I read about that, th- I thought it was so cool, was like, uh, hey, uh, th- uh, a person presents you with like correct documents. Like, hey, just so you know, the person behind me will present you documents also that are good. But if you let them through, they will kill me. So please don't let them through. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the conundrum of like, fuck. Like, <laughs> and the person shows up, and then you, if you decide not to let them through, everyone gets mad at you because it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm going to I mean, it's got like weird Game Boy style graphics to yeah. it too, which is strange. Hmm. What system is it on? I think it's a PC. 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 But it's like it's like a Doki Doki. That's so something you could play off your Got like, it. Yeah. It's like Oh, we Doki Doki. Yeah. Did you play Doki Doki? I ever? did never finished it, but if you guys want to go ahead and just talk openly about it. Have you played it? I'm not sure what that is. Doki Doki. Doki Doki Literature Club oh. is like this anime sort of like dating sim. Dating sim. Yeah, I've heard of this. And then halfway through, it takes a turn. It <laughs> <laughs> becomes very it. scary uh, in a in a meta way. Mm. Um I don't know. I almost feel like I don't want to spoil it. Sure. For anybody. It's free. It's yeah, free. It's free. It's on Steam. I have it. I just haven't gone through it yet. It's the scariest game and in- mm-hmm. most interesting game. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great game. I'm definitely going to check that out. 
Um, yeah, there's another. I I I uh, read about this game. I, I mean, I've I've known about Thief for a while. You guys know Thief, the mm-hmm. game Thief, the black and class games, PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never played through any of the Thief games, but uh, apparently there's a, there's a, a story about a, a level in Thief Three that I really liked. It's called Robbing the Cradle, and uh, so get get this set up. Uh, you're in a orphanage in an insane asylum. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so it's just like, a Russian doll of sad yeah, stories. Just a double whammy of fucking with you. Um, and the whole bit with the level is, as scary as the circumstances of you being in this place, nothing attacks you the hmm. whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you just keep thinking you're about to get it bad, and it never does. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. It's like the no flinching of games. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. 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 No flinching. Yeah. Gone home. I feel like kind of has that. Aesthetic I totally to it. thought there's such a great bait and switch there with that whole like uncle story mm-hmm. about like, he's like a, in a cult or a murderer yeah. or something yeah. weird. Uh, God, that's so good. And in the whole time you're like, I mean, Any spoilers minute. for gone home, but like the whole time you're like, man, we're going to find the body. We're mm-hmm. going to find the body of my sister in here somewhere. Did anyone play Tacoma yet? I have not, no. I did. Yeah, that one's interesting. Yeah. It's very down homey, but it's also like you're reliving the stories because you're finding all these like 3D recordings of what happened in the station. Yeah. And so like some of it is like missing, and then you fill in the pieces later, and like you see different sides of each story. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, one way that like, and I, I feel like anytime the fourth wall gets broken, like yeah. I, I, it may, it may not always like scare me like a jump scare or like even a haunt, but it actually, actually a haunt is more apropos. Like it, it always makes me like kind of freaked out in like a uneasiness way. Mm. Like, uh, you I, don't understand the rules of the world you're in. And I feel like we should yeah. bring up Jonathan Blow just so we can kind of get those out of the way. But like okay. when, when I, you get to that part in braid where the game is sort of like talking to you Mm -hmm. a little bit like it's not that scary but it like i felt uneasy for the whole rest of it which uh i love braid i played it yeah a couple times uh which part are you talking about specifically like the end when it tells you kind of like what this whole thing the whole thing is about but i guess just every level is sort of about like talking to you about like what you're doing and like what yeah. was done. But then like it kind of turns to where it you thought it was talking more to you, but it's actually talking to someone else indirectly. I'm and, actually like, like braid kind of exists on two levels. Like it's a story about a relationship mm-hmm. and each new game mechanic, like you get a ring and that when you press Y you drop the mm-hmm. ring and that like slows down time. And mm-hmm. the, and the relationship metaphor is that like when you get a ring time stops like this is your forever mm. person and so like each game mechanic is this interesting comment on relationships and that i'm way more attached to than at the end yeah. when it goes like actually it's not about relationships it's about the it, atom bomb it's yeah. about the <laughs> atom bomb <laughs> it's like all right fine uh, I, li- I like human beings sue me yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I agree that it is, it is like a kind of a disappointing, um, it just doesn't live up to the standards that the game put forth, I yeah. think, but I'll keep going back to that game. Cause it's actually fun to play. Same with the witness yeah. too. Uh, did anyone play the witness? I've gotten, uh, 
five minutes further each time I've played it every year since it's come out. Yeah, I've looked at some of this stuff, but I haven't played all through it because it is just like it's like a big book of puzzles you leave yeah. on your table and you're when like, when is that bad boy gonna hit the switch? That needs to be on Switch. That'd be probably it. good on a Switch actually. Yeah. Guys, I called God and told him to do this. Uh, so I have been meaning to mention this to you. Your sanity meter is <laughs> at the bottom. It's it's lower. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, I love. Um, I, I the witness has this really great thing of like you're you're solving all these puzzles, but like Braid, it's the game is the game chooses some pretty interesting times to talk to you directly, mm-hmm. and it's sort of just like doing. It's doing a similar thing where it's sort of like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> like why it's like making you question like why you're solving these like do you just do everything you're told? It's like there's like there's like that thing where like you're finding letters where it's telling you a narrative of something that seems unrelated about ships and boats but it's really talking about game development. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um yeah, there's some there's some really freaky stuff that happens in that game. Uh uh and I th- and it's kind of modeled after Mist. I don't know if you guys played yeah. through Mist. I want to do a Mist episode eventually, but Mist is really great about like it's sort of fourth wall breaking. Actually, it's totally fourth wall breaking. I don't know if you guys have ever gone through Mist or seen a playthrough of Mist. Hearn, I've had the game where I played through it a bit, but I never like beat it. And yeah, I probably saw like clips or something to figure that, it out. That Mist to me is like the ultimate older brother game. Yeah. yeah, it felt like I was too young to play it and didn't understand it, but all of my friends' older brothers were playing it yeah. and enjoying it. I uh, Real Mist came out and it's a little bit more digestible because it's a it's a first person like original Mist is you're clicking through screens yeah so it's like a click point and click adventure yeah. uh, Real Mist is like a first person walkathon where you're just oh. like figuring out puzzles and stuff that way but the bit with Mist is you're finding pages around the island mm-hmm. and you're putting them into books. And whenever you put a page into a book, it makes that book a little bit more complete. And if a book becomes complete, it can do certain things. One of the things it can do is turn into a world. So like you go into the you go into another world. When that when you find the right page to correspond to a book, you can go into that world. But books also imprison you. So there's two books in the very beginning of the game, one's a red, one's a blue. And inside are two people in is a, there's a person in each one. And they're brothers, and they're in jail in the book. And the whole game is them trying to convince you to bring them the amount of pages they need to get out because they're each trying to convince you that they were wrongfully imprisoned. So the bit is you keep finding red pages and blue pages, and you can choose to give a blue page or a red page in, and then you get a little bit more dialogue from them. They're like, thank you. Oh, thank you, my brother. He's a maniac, you know? And they keep blaming it on each other. But one thing the game does very subtly throughout is the brother's attitude towards you starts changing the more pages you give them. They start getting less patient with you. Before they were, like, begging you. And now they're suddenly like, give it to me now. Do it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just just please. I, I, I've been here so long. You know, like, but you can kind of tell... At some point, especially through the uh, atmospheric storytelling of each world, that they are maniacs. So Both this, of them. Yeah. So this is a big spoiler for Miss, if you guys haven't played it, but it's, who cares? It's from the not early 90s. Uh, you, at some point, you can find a white page, 
and you realize that there is probably another book somewhere. And if you find the white book, you put the page in and you realize it's their father and their father is also trapped (laughs) in a book, but he imprisoned his sons because what happened was his sons got drunk with power and killed everybody in all of the mist islands, all of the different worlds. They went in, they became their rulers, made the people worship them and then like slaughtered everyone. So if you uh, if you release the dad, that's that's the good ending. That's like you played the game, you beat it, mm-hmm. and then he basically oh he burns the books, he burns <laughs> yeah. his son's books, so they can't ever escape. Uh, if you free one of the sons, uh, basically what happens is you switch places with them. So you mm. were in the island, and suddenly now you're in the book, and the game ends with them laughing at you, and then you get TV snow and then just black. Oh. And so it's like you, the, it's like meta in that your existence is now just in hell uh-huh. forever. Uh, there's also a weird third <laughs> option where you can enter in the dad's world without bringing him the page. So it doesn't complete his book or let him out. You just go into it and then he's like, give me the page. And then if you don't have it, he goes, you didn't bring it? Well, now we're just trapped in here forever. <laughs> and then you just sit there and watch him just go back to work. Like he's just writing uh-huh. and you're just trapped. You can't do anything. But it's it's, it's like funny that like we recorded like hours of him just writing. <laughs> so he can just you can just like watch him do this. Uh, pretty good. That's the best thing I ever heard. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on this someday because like mm-hmm. that's it, it's a it's a great game and uh, definitely like a early pioneer for like all kinds of stuff. But uh, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this main event. Uh, what do you guys think? Have we have we have we destroyed games that fuck with you? Have we just killed it? Or there is one other one uh, that I was again hesitant to bring up because I do don't want to spoil it, it specifically for you. Mm, mm. Um, but Undertale, mm. have we done Undertale? Oh boy, I, I I I am gonna play this at some point, but I feel like you should just go ahead and spoil. Have you played it? Yeah. Okay, just go for it. There is uh this whole game you are spending time uh walking through this uh world of monsters and all the enemies you have like mm-hmm. options to interact with them in some way like you can talk to them like if you see a giant dog monster you can like rub his belly and if you figure out the right code to get through it you can get through this game without killing anything or you can just attack them and jam A and kill them. Mm-hmm. And your XP goes up and your love goes up. And then at the end of the game, uh, your skeleton friend comes to talk to you and says, um, XP stands for like, uh, it's I can't remember what it is now. Damn it. It's yeah. something like your... Uh, uh, Villainy, yeah, it's <laughs> like your uh, extreme, uh, extreme, e- yeah, tactics. Sure. It's something. Uh, it's like violence. It's yeah. your violence level, mm-hmm. and then love is like an acronym for something about like love. Oh, that's your level of violence. Yeah, something. Uh, wow. And so it stands for execution points. Execution, execution points. Execution points. That's great. It's horrifying. Yeah, and. Uh, that's kind of a spoiler, but not really because it's like, it's very clear that there's like something going on yeah. in this game and none of the monsters seem particularly monstrous. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of their descriptions, the dog monster that I'm thinking of is the one where it clicked for me. I was like, 
I should not be killing these things. Right. But I didn't know how else yeah. to beat him the first time. Yeah. And so eventually when I, because uh, uh, it was just a cute dog. Totally. It was a cute dog. He was in a night suit. <laughs> he yeah. was like in a suit of armor, which is like a dog head. Running out. I mean, I that, like, that, that reminds I me love of you. Shadow of the Colossus. A lot, a lot of that. Sure. Like, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, where like, you know, you, you start out defeating these monsters, but you kind of realize, like, I think it's the hair that for a lot of people was like, there's something living about these mm. things that like, yeah. they didn't do anything to me. They don't think they I deserve I went up to this. them and I jumped yeah. on them and I started mm-hmm. stabbing them. Yeah. yeah. Of course and they're mad at me. They're a mammal. <laughs> I'm a mammal. Yeah. Like, and then you become progressively as the game goes on. Dev, you guys played yeah. this game? I have not, no. Okay. But do you know any of the bits of it or have you remained unspoiled? I've remained this? unspoiled. Okay. So talk about it. I'm going to close my ears. Okay. Well, basically it's, it's, it's very just similar to what we yeah. just talked about where it's like, it's like there is quite possibly a, uh, uh, you're doing the wrong thing yeah. this whole game. And the game alludes to that by making you essentially a zombie as you progress through the Yeah, the it's game. like, and it's like one of those games that's almost like punishing you for playing the way you play any video game. Where yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. No, isn't the twist, I've got to save this lady, i got to go kill these fiends because there are these giant fiends that aren't me out there, obviously. Yeah. But then it's like, no, that's you're like challenging your preconceptions about like what you're doing there. It's yeah. Interesting there. Very well said. Thank you. All right. Yay. Uh, so I closed my ears and made it. made uh, tongue noises <laughs> in my mouth. So it was like good. I'm glad you wouldn't want to. Yeah, you wouldn't want to ruin that. You wouldn't want to ruin parts <laughs> of that game if you if you haven't played it. Um, and there's many more examples. Uh, mm-hmm. You can always uh, email us at vgacomedyshow.com. Uh, uh, vgacomedyshow at gmail.com if you have more examples or want to correct us on any of our information. Uh, we actually do have an email before we wrap up that I wanted to uh, go ahead and read because these are stacking up. And, you know, we only read one an episode, but we've got a backlog of so many. Mm. Uh, this one is from Gunther from Pelican <laughs> Dear Zoo Tycoon Crew, I am thinking about taking my family to a video game-themed escape room. Ooh. What kind of franchise do you think would be the funnest slash slash most logical from a canon perspective hmm. to be an escape room? Gunther, thank you. Yeah, Gunther. Uh, my mind just jumps to Resident Evil because like, there are plenty of rooms where you're like, how do I get into this door? It's yeah. through solving these puzzles of all this like key matching and stuff like that. Fin- only thing is they would have to buy a bunch of statues you have to get ready yeah. to smash <laughs> <laughs> I would oh yeah that would sink if you smash the statue and then they have to put it back together right. for each Damn, that wasn't part of the escape yeah room. that wasn't part of it I what lo- are you doing have you, you guys have all done escape rooms right mm-hmm. I actually have not you have not no. oh her dude video games are my go. escape room yeah totally uh yeah <laughs> UCB politics are my escape room <laughs> uh no I um I uh, uh we've done an escape room I think more than one. No, just one? Just the one, I Just think. the one. Uh, but I think that is hilarious that there is literally a guy on an intercom that if you start fucking with something that isn't to be fucked with, they go, uh, that's not part of it. That's not part of it. And like you could destroy and dismantle their like aesthetics. <laughs> uh, McCaller, what do you think? Um, obviously, Resident Evil is the answer. But You know there was a Resident Evil escape room. Oh, oh God. It was two years ago. Or, yeah, well, about two years ago now. They had one here in L.A. And it was like one of those things where like it went up. Of course, it's sold pre-sold uh, throughout its run oh, immediately, no. mm. and uh, it was for Halloween. It was like a Halloween, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But uh, I think uh, 
The Legend of Zelda would be really good. Also, they had a Legend of Zelda Ugh. one. Yeah, they came what? out too. Yeah, You're killing me. Well, the Resident Evil one I think was for the movie, the last whatever the last movie oh. came out, which was I think a couple of years mm-hmm. ago at this point. And then like the Zelda one though, I don't know why that came out, but it might have been Breath of Red the Wild, Wild yeah. related. Sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, pushing pushing large pushing crates. Blocks, yeah. crates. <laughs> That's all I want to do in real life. I, I want to push a crate on a switch and <laughs> so it doesn't pop back up. I want to run on top of the shade roof and chicken above my head and be able to fly farther. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to find four pieces of heart and be stronger. Yeah, and be stronger, yeah. Uh no, I just feel like if they are crafting a an experience <laughs> where like when you mm. hit the switch it like plays the like I would did I do that right? At all? Yeah. Was that even that was close, close to the sound? The Zelda sound. Oh, that's um, yeah, totally. You know, the Zelda sound. My ears. Yeah, I would totally. I mean, I, I, I would take a missed one for sure. I think, uh, I think, yeah. a, I think a missed one would be great because that's, I mean, that's just puzzles and perfect. Um, yeah, a game like Until Dawn might be great. Like mm. one, like I, I think the have you guys played Until Dawn? I have, yeah. Yeah, the whole bit with it is just like it's kind of like soft. Where like yeah. your friends Saw are being a choose your own adventure yeah, kind of uh, exactly. adventure gamey. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. Like you have your friends that are like locked in a Ugh. about to get chainsawed up and you have to like figure out the puzzle before they yeah. get killed, you know, stuff like that. Uh or choose who gets killed. Choose who gets really killed fuck in, up yeah. your relationships. <laughs> yeah, <or>. yeah. <laughs> when you choose who gets killed. In those situations, I let them both go. I say, I couldn't you were going to make me choose? Who would you have chosen? Yeah. <laughs> I get mad at them. I get mad at other people. You know people. what? I choose me. I'm <laughs> yeah. just become a martyr for your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I choose me. They both get sawed in half. You're like, I chose me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a game like that. I'm trying to think of a brighter one, though. Like, Zelda's a good one because yeah. I, I think it'd be like, hmm. too many of these are like dark, obviously evil related. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like, what would be a brighter escape room that might be fun to do? Like a brighter puzzle game almost mm. like a portal 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 would be awesome. We did it. Awesome. We did it. I don't even know how you would do it. You'd have to do like <laughs> six rooms that are exactly the same, yeah. but like if you are stepping through portals, a like portal it looks like the same room, but something's kind of different. Yeah. If they housed things in tubes also, you could have like, turning switches on so you could like throw mm-hmm. love companion cubes and stuff around yeah. the room like mm. oh that would be uh, that's a great one portal is an escape room the game yep basically so. yeah well that about does it for our episode yeah, guys yeah. thank you so much for indulging me on this little uh on this uh on this recording here and this gosh i don't even know what time of day it is here in the mushroom kingdom anymore we've been locked in this house for so long but sky is as black as uh world three one yeah very true oh good Good ref. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to plug before we get going? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, uh, what are you on? Right. on Twitter? Or yes, you? I am. Fine, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Michael C. Hearn. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-H-E-A-R-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually tell you what I'll plug it. I got a short film that I did that you can find the link to on my Twitter. Very cool. And on my Instagram. On my Vimeo page, it's called Always Occupied. Stars me and Miranda Ray Hart. Miranda Ray Hart! UCB. UCB actress. darling. Miranda Ray Hart. Uh, love her to death. McCaller? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael McCaller. And uh, find stuff I'm writing at smosh.com. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you can find me at Ocarina of Crime on Twitter. And uh, every Sunday night at uh, 7 p.m. Go watch Mess Hall at the UCB Theater. Just every night. Just every Sunday night at 7 p.m.
forever, even if I'm doing it or not. Uh, great, guys. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let me open this window real quick. Oh, God. Still, it is still tolling that bell. Jeez, Louise. So guys. We keep opening the window on the hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, totally. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? What? What is that? Hold on. Let me go up to this roll top dresser here and just open it up, see if I can see anything. Oh my God! It solid was snake. <laughs> solid snake. Tying in dressers instead of boxes now. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. to